Today on CityCast Pittsburgh. Why do you think he removes their skins, Agent Starling? Throw me with your acumen. It excites him. Most serial killers keep some sort of trophies from their victims. I didn't. No. No, you ate yours. <laughs> A lot of people don't know, but one of the most iconic thriller movies of all time, Silence of the Lambs, was filmed in and around Pittsburgh, even the home of its legendary villain, Buffalo Bill. CityCast Mallory Falk and I took a trip an hour south to check it out, just in time for a spooky season. It's Thursday, October 13th. I'm Morgan Moody, and this is CityCast Pittsburgh. Okay, so we are in Periopolis. It's very quiet. Um, you can hear crickets and the Yakagani River is flowing right across from the house. It's very idyllic and um, very peaceful for the set of a serial killer's home. My name's Chris Rowan, and I'm the uh, owner of the Buffalo Bill House here in Periopolis, Pennsylvania, uh, located at 8 Circle Street. And Buffalo Bill's house is the real home where the uh, climactic finale of The Silence of the Lambs was filmed. So you're putting the address out there. Mm -hmm. So obviously, um, this is a place where people can come. It's not a private residence. Right. Uh, that's correct. It's uh, Buffalo Bill's house is not a private residence. It is structurally uh, a rental. Uh, we call it a, a boutique accommodation and a cinematic destination. And uh, we are open for overnight stays, guided tours, uh, on-location filming and photo shoots, and we also host special events. Um, I make a living as an art director and a prop stylist uh, in, the, in the film and TV industry. So my personal interest in horror movies, which has been uh, pretty much lifelong, uh, kind of led me to, uh, to get Bill's going. Did they ever say how Bill got this house in the movie? Because this is a really nice house. Oh, and, you know, he was essentially a... a deranged serial killer? <laughs> a deranged serial, serial killer making, you know... Flesh suits. Flesh suits in his basement. Yes, could yes. He, how could he afford this? Uh, well, well, uh, he was basically squatting, uh, <laughs> essentially. But Bill was a bit of a squatter after he... Uh, uh, did, had some dastardly uh, dastardly deeds done to the uh, woman who lived here. He kind of uh, took over the home. Yeah. So, um, but uh, we the interesting part about Bill's is that um, it's really just uh, extremely tranquil, given the fact that the home focuses on a, uh, a, a serial killer. Should we check out the house? Yeah, absolutely. Why don't you guys come on in? We'll talk a little bit about that. In we go. So. Um, uh, here in the grand foyer, uh, this is the first interior sequence that was shot and actually uh, right at that second stairwell uh, That's where the camera was placed. It's looking down diagonally uh, You see Bill open the door and Jody walk in and she's interrogating him about the murders and, uh, and Chris all... there's there's someone behind you. Oh, there sure is yeah. Closer, please Closer A census taker once tried to test me I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. 
This is doing more for me than you even know. Yeah. Although it's like broad daylight and I'm ready to bail. (laughs) You're already scared. We're at the foyer and Mallory's terrified. Well, then I've done my job successfully well. Um, That's our life-size Hannibal Lecter animatronic. Uh, Hannibal is wearing his jumpsuit and his straitjacket. And he's able to uh, basically deliver about a dozen lines from the movie. And he's wearing the, the famous cannibal mask from the movie. Uh, that uh, keeps people safe when they're around Hannibal and it uh, drops down and opens up uh, as he delivers the lines. Uh, And of course the eyes move. Uh, It's a very limited run of pieces. There was only 800 made worldwide. And uh, when I got this guy, he was very hard to find. He was actually uh, broken and in need of repair. So I had to source an animatronic, uh, basically mechanic, uh, a gentleman out of Chicago. And I had him shipped there and fully uh, 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 renovated uh, and repaired. So when you uh, step on him, I do wish we could chat longer, but I'm having an old friend for dinner. And you said this is life size. Uh, Sir Anthony Hopkins is shorter than I would have Life-ish imagined. size, Life-ish. you know. Okay. Yeah, I would say within about five to six inches, you know. The fun part about Hannibal is I do keep him in uh, manual mode when I'm doing tours, but actually he does have a motion sensor. So when guests come through and they're bringing in their suitcases for the weekend, as soon as you get within about three, four feet of him, he comes to life on his own and generally scares the crap out of whoever's coming in. So it kind of sets the tone for the weekend, Yeah, uh, which is a lot of fun. The interesting part about the kitchen is that it is the room that least looks like um, what it did on screen, and that's because they demolished almost the entire kitchen when they came in to make it look considerably older uh, than it was, even for, um, you know, it was modern for the time. It was an 80s-style kitchen. They wanted it to be something more out of the 1940s or 50s, so they pretty much demoed the whole kitchen and made it look even more unkempt and and more retro. And when people, people don't know that, that people, you know, film production companies can do that. They do a lot of construction on houses to make it look like, you know, what they need it to look like. Mm -hmm. Um, Was this home owned by somebody privately prior to that? Like when they, when they did all that demolition? Yeah. So a family did live here and the family that was here for the filming of silence, um, uh, they had a a small son, but that family was here for um, almost 50 years. Um, They moved in, in uh, the late 1960s and stayed uh, up until a few years back. They, um, they got a knock on the door um, from Jonathan, and Demi, the director of Silence, who was uh, scouting uh, with a location scout in the area, looking for filming locations. And uh, he fell in love with the house and uh, ultimately chose to uh, to make it bills. A deal was brokered and, you know, contract was signed and, and they were here uh, shooting. Um, I do know that uh, the family uh, uh, did lose basically access to uh, the first floor of their house as all the shooting was done on the first floor in the basement. Um, so while shooting was taking place, they were uh, pretty much relegated to stay in the, uh, the living quarters on the second and, and third floor. A small sacrifice for five Oscars. Yeah, I, I would say so. I'd, I'd be willing to make the same one, uh, personally. You guys ready to see the basement? Yes. Of course. Let's do it. <laughs> the, the crown jewel of the home. <laughs> So we're in the the basement at Buffalo Bill's house, and this is what we call the Buffalo Bill's Workshop of Horrors. And uh, I cre- recreated the famous uh, scene that was shot here. It's where Bill does his famous dance sequence uh, that I'm sure everyone is familiar with. Normally, uh, we have uh, the song that Bill dances to playing. Uh, it play it does play automatically when you enter. It's Goodbye Horses by the singer Q Lazarus. Yeah, sadly, CityCast does not have the rights to play the song throughout this tour, but we're hearing it in our minds. 
Abs- absolutely. The uh, the Buffalo Bill workshop is uh, basically uh, inspired by uh, all the scenes that were shot on film. So if you'll notice, you look over here, you'll see the vintage Singer sewing machine. You'll see the operational disco ball, just like Bill had up. Uh, he also had a very large American flag on his backdrop, along with uh, dress forms and sewing mannequins as well. Uh, they are wearing authentic uh, costume uh, and wardrobe from the 80s. Um, we have, of course, uh, Bill's kimono, uh, feathered boa, and uh, wig as well. Uh, this is one of the, uh, needless to say, one of the high points for a lot of guests to come down here and actually recreate uh, this the famous uh, uh, dance sequence. We like to say, come down to Buffalo Bill's house and get your tuck on. So that's kind of our uh, one of our uh, <laughs> one of our slogans for obvious reasons. I'll let your listeners uh, figure it out. Uh, but um, you can put on the kimono and the boa and the wig, uh, take seats, uh, take pictures uh, at the seated um, singer sewing machine. So um, building this took quite a while. Um, fleshing it out, just a little bit of pun intended, um, was certainly a labor of love. And you know, I wanted it to be uh, uh, as fun and as immersive as possible. That's really cool that you set this up that people could could reenact these sorts of things. Yeah, that's what I was thinking about all yeah. morning. Thank was, you. Uh, what Re- scenes can we re- reenact? Recreating is a huge part of Bill's, um, and being able to actually be in the spot where these iconic scenes took place, um, it's a favorite amongst our guests. Um, and the idea behind it is really that you know, in a format where you know you come and stay overnight in a private format. Um, you have the time to, to do whatever you really want to do, um, which is nice and, and without the pressure of a time scenario. Do you like to dance? Look at beautiful art, eat gourmet snacks, people watch? Well, mark your calendars for Friday, June 7th for one of my favorite parties in Pittsburgh. It's Mattress Factory's 25th Garden Party. The theme this year is make-believe, and it's all to celebrate and support the creatives in our community. There's going to be live music, an open bar, an art auction, and probably my favorite, the costume contest. Trust me, I will be judging yins, and so will everyone else there. Be playful, be imaginative, explore your magical realm, because this is a theme party. You want to come dressed to impress. You must be 21 and up to attend, and rest assured, every dollar raised goes directly towards supporting the museum, its art, its education, and all of its community outreach initiatives. Get your tickets now to the 25th Mattress Factory Garden Party. They are in our show notes and online at mattress.org. All right, you guys want to go see the uh, the well? Yes. All right, let's do it. The moment we've been waiting for. <laughs> we, we moisturized for this moment. So uh, this is the, uh, the famous interactive well. It's our brand new release for the Halloween season. And the well has been an idea since the moment I came to see this house um, and took the tour uh, way back in October of 2020. Um, this was the coal cellar of the house. So before modern heating, um, of course, the house was fed with coal to heat it. And um, the minute I walked in here, I knew that I was going to build the well. So uh, very appreciative that um, after a year, it finally happened. And it was built in partnership with Tom Savini. Uh, Tom Savini is a um, legendary horror genre special effects makeup artist, um, director and actor and producer. Um, he is also a Pittsburgh resident and runs the Tom Savini um 
uh, special effects makeup program at the at the Douglas Education Center in um, Manassan, PA, which is about 20 minutes away. And after partnering with Tom, uh, he uh, and his team uh, built the well. This is the best place I've ever been. Yeah. So I'll let you guys let you guys see this first, experience the sounds, and we could talk a little bit. It rubs the lotion on its skin. It does this whenever it's told. <gasps> Mister, my family will pay cash. Whatever ransom you're asking for, they'll pay it. <laughs> It rubs the lotion on its skin or else it gets the hose again. Yes, you will, precious. You will get the hose. Truly, the attention to detail to the entire house is amazing. You have like little scratch marks inside, bloody scratch marks inside the well. And the fingernails, if you look really closely, uh, right there, those are at the top point, those are fingernails just oh my like the, the movie had. And then, of course, we have. Uh, the basket raises and lowers on this retractable pulley system, just like the movie. Basket of lotion. Yep, that's our signature uh, uh, body lotion, which we sell. Uh, that's our- uh, That's our, actual Buffalo Bill yeah, lotion. Yeah, check it out. Buffalo Bill's house, we call it the skin suit soft body lotion. It's a shea butter body lotion. Ooh, shea butter, I'm gonna smell it. Yeah. It smells good. It's uh, oatmeal, milk, and honey. Yep. So that's pretty cool. We keep that down there for the photo ops and just, the retractable pulley can raise and lower. Of course, we have Precious here for uh, some more fun photo ops. Uh, we have the bucket that Catherine Martin utilized and how does she lower Precious? With chicken bones on a string, right? So there it is. So, um, and you can actually get into it. You can get into the well, which uh, guests have been doing as, uh, also. Uh, we have Catherine Martin's uh, outfit for doing cosplay. Uh, she's wearing basically long johns, uh, like a jumpsuit and uh, 80s kind of style uh, ashy blonde wig, just like uh, uh, the actress Brooke Smith wore. And in the corner, you'll see the hose, of course, for, for further enhancing your photo ops. So almost took two, two years to bring it to fruition, but um, now that it's here, uh, where it should be. Um, I think it takes the whole uh, Buffalo Bill experience to, you know, to, to, to the to the to the highest level. And uh, it is the number one question I get when I go to, you know, movie conventions and trade shows and stuff and talking about the house. Everyone wants to know about the well. So I knew the fans wanted it and I, I was happy to happy to, to have it built and, and give it to them. Some of the other stuff that's important about Bills as you walk around, you're going to notice a lot of artwork everywhere yeah. uh, positioned uh, in all the rooms. And almost, I would say, uh, 85 to 90% of this stuff was all donated to the house by artists around the world. Um, as an art director and prop stylist myself, I have a, a affinity for uh, really uh, high quality art pieces, and you will find a lot of uh, custom Silence of the Lambs art everywhere. Uh, the wall space and, and how the home is, is, the decor of the home, um, I did want to treat it in the vein of, of like a gallery, a place where you could go and see, you know, uh, dark, uh, you know, inspired art uh, yeah. from Silence of the Lambs. So it's um, the idea has always been that to keep it a hybrid, you know, um, I never wanted it to be an over the top, quote, haunted attraction in that regard. Um, I love those. They're a ton of fun, but I feel there's so many of them out there. I wanted this to kind of be a unique blend of of, of keeping a, a beautiful uh, period Victorian home uh, traditional in its aesthetic, but then go ahead and kind of pepper in the, and, and pay respects to all the all the film's history that was shot here. Is this the same like 
decoration and and furniture from uh, the original film as well? No. So when I bought the home, uh, great question. Um, The home was completely barren Mm -hmm. uh, when I bought it. Um, All the furniture was sourced by me. It took uh, almost a year to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, One piece at a time, sourcing a lot of estate sales and things like that. Obviously, in a vintage Victorian home, you can't exactly go to, uh, you know, Ikea and get it uh, it furnished. That's really your area of expertise being in, in art and production design. Absolutely. And that definitely paid dividends, you know, having those type of contacts and knowing how to hunt down, uh, you know, avant-garde older stuff um, yeah. definitely helped uh, get bills going um, in, in in the decor capacity. Um, the light fixtures are original. Uh, those have been here. I did not choose those, which are great. If you look really closely in the film, you will see every lighting fixture that you see is the exact same one in the movie. They have not been changed. So those are definitely identifiable, but uh, the furniture certainly has changed. Um, and of course, Bill was a deranged serial killer, so the home was considerably uh, disheveled and in a state of disarray, uh, given his uh, what he was really up to uh, in the basement of the house. There's a lot of attention to detail in this house. We, we covered that on the tour. Um, and you talked about buying it in 2020. How did that sale? How did that sale come about? Like, how did you find this is probably one of your favorite movies? So finding out that Bills was for sale back in October of 2020, I read an article uh, literally online. Um, we were actually still relatively deep in the pandemic. It was still what you know would be considered lockdown time. Uh, very little was going on in the world. And um, uh, out of me not being able to work in New York um, and uh, in the in the filming industry, um, I read this article that Bills was for sale and uh, looked upon it and said, oh, wow, look at that. How cool is this? Well, looking up where it is. Oh, it's in the Pittsburgh region. Okay, cool. And um, it wasn't instantaneous, but within about two hours, um, you know, that the proverbial light bulb went off in my head. And I was like, wow, that would really be something, you know, and, um, you know, with my background in film and, and my interest in horror and, and, and love of all things spooky, you know, I wanted to go see it. So um, but the renovation side, um, you know, after seeing the home, uh, the home was structurally in really great shape. I mean, there's certainly things that needed to be done. It's a hundred year old house, but, um, you know, they took, you know, uh, nine, 10 months of pretty much, you know, round the clock work. Um, you know, all of it was done, uh, by myself and some close friends who I work with in the film industry, uh, who donated their time, which I'm very appreciative of. Cause, uh, you know, um, the only, uh, professional vendors I've bought in were, were things outside my scope of of ability like yeah. electric and and things like that um but um you know uh, it was really a, a a labor of love um i was not willing to stop until i until it looked the way i envisioned it looking and you're not from the pittsburgh area you live out in in new jersey i do i live uh, i live uh, about 25 30 miles out of new york city how's it been to physically have to be here you know with, with all the work how has that been um for you uh, definitely, uh, uh, you know, sometimes exhausting, uh, for sure. I mean, it, 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 it is a drive. It's a couple hundred miles to get out here. Um, and I'm always coming with things. So I don't have the luxury of, of flying, even though I could, I mean, I'm bringing equipment or props or tools or this or that. And, uh, you know, it's not, it's not conducive to a flying format. You know, when I'd get film work, I'd, you know, go home and, and do the film work. And, uh, if I had a break in filming, uh, and didn't have um, a project, then uh, I'd come out here and work for a few weeks, you know, and did that for almost a year until it was ready and then uh we finally opened um labor day 2021 chris you've thought of everything tried tried my damnedest you know just uh at the end of the day i'm just a big movie fan and um you know i'm, I'm happy to now be uh 
kind of the proprietor of a of a, of a of a well-known film location and 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 one of my personal favorite movies um you know bill's house is meant for everybody um you know there's no walk of life or demographic that we can't cater to and um you know i'm really happy that you know how it's been going and have certainly lots of plans down the road for some other big surprises Chris Rowan is an art director and prop stylist in films and the owner and curator of Buffalo Bill's House. Thank you so much for your time today, Chris. Thanks for having. Uh, well, I would say thanks for having me, but I guess I thanks had you guys. Thanks for having us. Uh, well, it's great to be on your show, and I certainly look forward to uh, chatting with you ladies again, and uh, hope you guys come for a tour and overnight stay, or else you'll get the hose again. <sighs> that was good. If this episode left you dying to learn more about Buffalo Bills, you're in luck. Chris is leading special guided tours on Halloween weekend and holding a paranormal hunt at the house on Halloween Eve. It's so cool. It's your last chance to take a guided tour this season. So you want to sign up soon. We'll put the info in our show notes. The house is open, by the way, for overnight stays all year round. And you can book those at buffalobillshouse.com. Some not-so-scary news before you go. Can you believe it's a hockey night in Pittsburgh? The Pens' new season starts tonight at PPG Paints Arena against the Arizona Coyotes. Sid, Malkin, and Latang have been teammates since 2006, and that makes them the longest tenured trio in the NHL. And since the Big Three have been together on the ice, the Pens tend to win home opening games. So that's great, and also that's kind of sweet. And speaking of birds, Penn State researchers have identified a rare hybrid of two songbirds from Western Pennsylvania. The songstress was first seen back in June of 2020 in Lawrence County. Now researchers have confirmed that it's part rose-breasted grosbeak and part brightly colored scarlet tanager. Researchers say they're gonna keep looking for the hybrid species in other birds. That's all for today here on CityCast Pittsburgh. If you enjoyed the show, tell a friend, stay moisturized, put the rating in the basket, and subscribe to our morning newsletter. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city, so we'll see you then. So not retiring to sew skin suits in the basement. Uh, if if I retire and uh, and make flesh suits, they'll be the of the uh, special effects ilk. I'll, Vegan uh, friendly. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, uh, uh, silicone all the way. We're gonna leave the real flesh at home for sure.